Hello, everyone. I'm Io, and welcome to Episode 6 of The Nook. Thank you so much for joining me today. As always, I'm here to help you by answering your questions on teaching students with severe and profound disabilities, including autism. We have a great question today from Brooklyn. But before we get into her pressing question, I want to let you know that you can have your question answered right here on the podcast by submitting them to The Nook. You can do that by going to www.noodlenook.net slash podcast. If your question is chosen, you will get a free resource from the Noodle Nook store where you can choose from tons of products, perfect for your classroom, just like the bundle of fast food menu math task cards that include seven different activities to meet the needs of all of your different levels of students that you have in the classroom as they work on money. Plus, working with menus is just so much fun. Either way, our store with over 150 products offers so many choices, there'll definitely be something that'll work for you and your students. So head over to noodlenook.net slash podcast and submit your question today. All right, so here's today's question from Brooklyn. I have a student who is having a really hard time transitioning back to the classroom from recess. He will lie down on the playground and refuse to move. And now some of my aides have been using food to bribe him back into the room. So now it just seems like he's expecting the bribe all the time. Sometimes, though, that just doesn't work either. Help. Oh my gosh, I remember the toils of an elementary teacher. I once had a student who hated coming back from after lunch and would refuse to budge from the lunch table. I wish I knew then what I know now. That would have ended so much differently than it did. But, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. So it sounds like you're having an issue with a student transitioning. And what makes this super hard is that recess is so rewarding and it's so hard to end things that you love. There is a post over on the blog that I'll link to in the show notes that talks all about transitions and how to make those work more smoothly. But what I really want to address today are the specific problems as it relates to recess. So here are a few ideas. I'm going to start by talking about some ideas before recess even starts. Before recess even starts, I suggest you do these three things. One is to set the expectation. Please, please, please add a visual where the rules for recess are clearly laid out. It may include things like quiet voice in the hallway, keeping hands to self, or asking politely on the playground. Then be sure to add in lining up at the bell and walking back to class. You'll go ahead and review all of those rules before recess starts. You may review it two or three times between the classroom and the playground just to make sure that it gets through. The second thing I want you to try is to do some drills. Head outside so you can practice the procedures for end of recess while there is much less stimulus, distractions, and ample time to make them teachable moments. The third thing is to try a social story. Using a social story to clearly outline what the routine is for recess during, before, and after with some behavior rules sprinkled in here and there, will help immensely. And you'll end that social story with clear steps on how you want the student to come back from recess. I would wrap up the social story with a nod to the fact that we will have recess again tomorrow. Gosh, it's hard to make good things end. So those are the three things I would try before recess even starts, is to set those expectations, try some drills, and use a social story. Now there's a few things you can try during recess itself. Here are a couple of suggestions. One is race to tag the teacher. So about five minutes before recess is over, play tag teacher. The kids are out, they're playing, you give the signal, and then all the kiddos race to you to tag you. Run this a few times as a game, and then the final race is to tag you and then follow you inside. If it helps to add a reward at the end of this process, you can do that as well. Basically what you're doing is you're helping to make this initial transition more of a game and also make it more enjoyable. 
as well as adding a peer piece to transitioning back inside. The second thing I would suggest you try during recess is to get one more. So I would set a timer for the student that goes off at two minutes, three minutes, or five minutes before the final bell, whatever that may be, that's completely up to you. And then a student has a clear warning that recess time is ending. They have some time that they can get there one more. One more swing, one more slide, one more bounce. I'm not sure what the one more will be for that student, but knowing that you're getting one more is golden. The last thing I would try during recess is using a first, next, then chart and also using a timer with that. You can also try a first, next, then chart with the use of a timer. So the student is gonna check in with you and check in with the timer and refer to the first, next, then chart. You might have on the chart that first they're gonna swing, then they're gonna check in with you, then they're gonna swing some more. And then on that final one before the bell is about to ring, they'll swing, check in with you, and then go inside. Make sure that you're rewarding the student when they line up with some positive praise or other preferred item. So those are three ideas to try during recess itself. Finally, here are a few ideas for when recess is about to end and also while you're heading back to class. One thing to try is ring that bell. So when recess is about to end and you need that clear signal that time is over, usually there's a whistle or a bell. Well, what happens if the student gets to ring it or blow the whistle? Having that all-important job may be the motivation that the student needs to enjoy the transition time instead of resist it. Another strategy would be a bonus. Set up some incentive to get some bonus time. Maybe if your student lines up okay today, they get a special pass to go out two or three minutes earlier the next day. If they can't wait that long, try offering some other freebie or free time that a student can use the last few minutes of the day or right before y'all get back to class. Either way, there's some great ways to incentivize this process. That student is willing to work for something. We've just got to figure out what we're going to get them to work for. And the job they have to do is to get up and come in after recess. The last strategy to try when recess is about to end or while you're heading back to class is to try I've got the power. I know that sounds silly, but what we're doing here is we're giving the student a choice of what they do when they line up, like maybe they get to be the line leader or carry in some of the playground equipment. It could be that they decide what task they'll do when they get back to class or what activity will come next when, they, when recess ends. All we're trying to do here is set up some great power that comes with the great responsibility of coming in after recess. Sometimes just having an important job can help a lot. Okay, I have one more bonus thing I want to throw in there especially since we're talking about a student with autism. I would also try some sort of transition item. It's sometimes hard when you're getting a lot of auditory input to really understand what the transition means and what's coming next. If you're not using some sort of schedule as a transition tool, it sometimes isn't clear what your expectations are. A transition item is a way for you to be clear and communicate expectations to your student. Sometimes just holding an object that's a signal to the transition that's coming can work wonders. Maybe they hold and carry a basket of jump ropes or the teacher's clipboard. Something consistently that will cue them that it's time to transition and know what the expectations are. It could be if there's something really rewarding back in the classroom that the transition item is a visual cue of what's going to happen when they get back to class. One last thing to remember as an extra note is that there's always a function of the behavior. If you have a student who's refusing for attention purposes, you may need to switch up your script a little bit. Check out the post on function of behavior and think about what's really motivating your student to refuse. I'll put that post in the show notes down at the bottom. So thank you very much for the question, Brooklyn. I'm hoping that this information helped you out a lot. I'm going to send you out some free classroom materials from the Noodle Nook store so that you can get things going in your classroom. 
Good luck. And for those of you who are listening, if you want your question answered on the Nook, head over to noodlenook.net and click on the podcast button to submit your question. I also want to mention one more solution to a common problem in autism units and really in any special or general ed classroom, and that's teaching social skills and appropriate behavior. Social stories are wonderful to do that, and I always had several on hand to address some of my most common problems, like keeping hands to self. I suggest that you work on building a robust social stories library so that you have a quick, easy, and effective way to address social skills deficits in your classroom. If you're working with students with autism, building appropriate social skills is so important, and social stories are a great tool to use that. All right, y'all, there are so many questions out there about how to be the best teacher you can be when you work with low-incident students and students with severe disabilities like autism. We need all the great teachers we can get, so stay strong and teach on. Thanks for listening to The Nook. Don't miss the next episode by subscribing now. 